Hello, everyone. Garen and Jordan back talking about Garen's message on the persecuted church yesterday. And Garen, that was that was one that it wasn't really fun to sit there and listen to, but in my soul, I could just sense that I needed to hear it. Yeah, it was good to hear it. Yeah, and that's something that deserves our attention. Yeah, and a, and a piece of our heart. So uh, I was like feeling a lot of different emotions in the seat yesterday. Yeah, did you feel? those those same emotions from the pulpit or like what's it like to talk about that in church yeah probably somewhat but especially i think the first time that this hit me and i felt it probably the way you're talking was when joseph Sohn came to our seminary and like i got it was like a it was like getting hit upside the head with a brick or something i just had no awareness and it really grabbed my heart and so i've always had a place in my heart for the persecuted church and so um I think there's a good reason why there are churches who try to give it attention every year at this part at this time of the year because it's easy to forget when you're living in prosperity it's easy to forget that there's this is going on over there because we don't see it and it's out of our vision but I think it's a really important thing to be aware of. I I say this knowing that if anybody grabs this soundbite and pulls it out of context it's I'm going to sound like a real jerk but like it is so hard doing faith in america for that reason you just said that i know there's so many other places where it's so much harder but man there's so many things grabbing our attention and our affections it is so hard to stay locked in on things like this because like consumerism is just beating us over the head yeah and if you're not living a life that is intentionally focused on what matters that's right then you will get so caught up yes in everything yes and once again, I understand how that sounds that, oh, faith's hard in America. Yeah, I, it's harder other places, but man, living here and trying to follow Jesus well really has its own challenges yes. that are pretty formidable. And I think it's us being aware, what you just said, of how distracting our culture is and how much it will weigh us down and water down our faith. And so knowing that I've got to take steps of intentionality to try to counteract that. Yeah, because there is so much that's crying, screaming out for my attention. Yes, very much so. Yeah. You took us to Luke 21 and talked about um, six things having to do with persecution. The, the third one I really liked, that persecution is rarely about us. Because I think that I can think about, well, if I was to share my faith and it wasn't to go well, or if, if I was to one day be persecuted you know, for real, either here or somewhere else, you know, it would be so easy for me to personalize that. I personalize yeah. things. Yeah. But Jesus says, don't personalize it. It's not about you. Yeah. It's about me. Yeah. Right? Yes. And so that was really helpful because I think that I can take more steps towards that, towards putting my faith out there, knowing that if it doesn't go the way that I think it should, maybe God knows how it's going to go and he's fine with it. But the way I think it should, that, you know, it's really not about me. Yeah. It's about right. Jesus. Yes. He's the one taking the, the, really, he's the one taking the arrows, not me. Yeah. Yeah. And I can just, man, once again, I just put myself in the middle of everything and I make it about me, but it's really not. It's really about Jesus. And any anyone anywhere in the world being persecuted, we watch those videos of the Chinese church. We, we've heard stories from the stage, man. All those things were about one person and it was Jesus. It wasn't yes. any of those right. other people. Yes. Yep. So. That was helpful for me because I can I can lose track of that. A couple of things we wanted to hit. I was gonna say though, you really like oh. point number two though. Oh. That was like my best one. Yeah, Garen. Uh, <laughs> that persecution can be intense. Thanks for laying that one on us. 
<laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what a, a good teacher does. You just say the obvious, right? And everybody's like, duh. Man, yeah, you said that one and you had everyone's attention on it. We were like, whoa, wow, this guy's freaking <laughs> Yeah, new. I noticed everybody sat up like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> now we're really leaning in. Yeah, you got to say those things because so, they're basic, they're good. But um, yeah, persecution can be intense. Uh, okay, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. But we want to talk about three things. And well, the first one was just the fact that our uh, our biggest obstacle isn't really persecution here in the American church. It's it's something else. It's probably consumerism. Yeah, it's probably consumeristic church. Yes. Can you unpack that for a minute? What that means? Yeah, interesting. I almost referenced John Wesley yesterday, but I didn't. John Wesley said that Christianity will lead to a prosperous culture because it will build into people ethics and a work ethic and all of that that will actually lead to prosperity. And then he said that prosperity will undercut Christianity Hmm. and it'll end up being the thing that Christianity gives birth to will end up being the thing that will totally undermine it. Hmm. And it's that idea that when you, we live in a culture that's prosperous, a lot of it is because we've lived on biblical principles. So cultures that do that tend to thrive. But that thriving is our worst enemy, and it's the thing that distracts us and gives us so many flashing lights and all the things that are just calling for my attention and get me, my mind, off the main things, the most important things. And then our faith, then we become a weak, anemic church because we're about too many things that don't matter, right? Yeah. So that's what it means to be a consumeristic church is to be caught up in the things that don't really matter, to be saying, if it's not the way I want it, then it's not right, and I, I'm I'm leaving over it, or I'm upset about it, right? Yeah, and uh, and it's that yeah. I've heard people compare it. The spirituality in America across the board, including a lot of Christians, is a, a smorgasbord that people go go. What they, how they approach their faith is like I you get lay out all the options, and then I pick. I want a little bit of that one, and I like that. I like this spicy. I like this sweet, and that's how I want my plate of Christianity to be. The problem is, is you've got a lot of people in church who all ha- make their plate differently, and then if everybody's concerned about that too much, then you've got a bunch of individuals who want their thing a little bit different, and then the focus is off of the big things again. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's what our society has created. There's good stuff in our society. I like the prosperity, frankly, but it brings a lot of baggage too. And how is it even uh, possible? for all of us to have our individual plate from the buffet in church? How is it possible for any church to satisfy everyone in the pew or in the seat when they've all got different desires and different things they value and don't value and are comfortable with and not comfortable with? Like, There's no way everyone's going to be equally excited about and content with church when they're focused on their needs. And that's why we're trying here to really to point people all the time to Jesus. He's the good, the true, the beautiful one. He's the He should have supremacy in our life. It's about the gospel. It's about the kingdom. We keep trying to point to the big things because when I get focused on the big things, when I turn my eyes from the things here on earth up to there, we can be unified around him, right? But if it gets to be about the kind of plate I want, then that's what creates disunity because everybody's different. And you can't do that. So that's why it's so important as a church that we keep our eyes on the most important things. Yeah. Consumerism is so dangerous and so deadly. I think it's way more deadly than we realize. I think it's what tears churches apart. I think it's what 
makes people leave or disengage for silly reasons. Um, I mean, you've been leading a church for a while now, wouldn't you say? Would you say that's true or is that an overstatement? Yeah, it's a struggle. I think that a lot of, any, you talk to anybody in, in the church world, it's a struggle. It's all over. It's, is we're just a mixed bag of people. We've got, yeah, the ones that want the smorgasbord and the, the tray, whatever of things fine-tuned to them. And there are other people who are just like, I'm here for Jesus and the gospel. And maybe not everything is exactly how I want it, but that doesn't matter because we've got an important message to get out and we worship the Lord of the universe and that's what matters, right? Yeah. Yep. Man. And I, I feel this too. I, I'm not just saying this to everybody else. I feel this draw in myself and it's like a daily struggle to say, Jordan, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about yeah. what you want and how you want things exactly. So I think we all got to fight this battle. Yeah, everybody. Ourselves. I mean, even you're even if you're pastoring, I I don't decide every. The deacons decide things. Sometimes maybe we have a discussion, and I have one way of doing it, and theirs is a little different. Or a ministry is doing something, and I wouldn't do it exactly how they're doing it. There's stuff that's not exactly how I would like it, right? But it's it's is that is what I want the most important thing, or is the most important thing Jesus and the kingdom, and that's what we all have to decide daily, right? Yeah. Yep. We're all equally uh, unhappy yeah. <laughs> with how things are because none of us get our way. None, yeah, none of us. <laughs> and that's how it should be. Yeah. And because should. there's a bigger thing that matters yes, more, there's right? there's a bigger thing. So, like, we, I, I think this comes up every week. We are no different than anybody else, right? There's stuff, you know, if I had you craft this church totally the Jordan-esque way, there were things that would be different. And if I were to do it totally the Garen way, there's things that would be different. But I don't have, do I have to have everything how I want it? Or am I just like, I want to follow the Lord with these people and go after his mission. And that's what's important. So. Yeah. If if things were your way, would uh, you'd have like a required reading list for all new members. You'd be like, all right, you got to read this from C.S. Lewis. You got to... <laughs> You got to watch all the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> yeah, you're, you'd have a high bar, Garen. So I don't yeah. think I could fit into the Church of Garen. I don't think I'm smart enough for that. Okay, the second thing is being mindful of, of persecuted believers around the world. We got a little bit of that from the three ladies on stage who were so gracious to come and be in front and share. Um, so just, just being mindful that there is a church outside of America that on a daily basis is fearful for their lives, for their church, for... Um, for their ability to follow Jesus and not be afraid of it. And that's just so foreign to us because we don't think about it, but that that's a reality. So the things that we kind of talked about that we can use to, to be mindful are to pray for the church often, to pray for the persecuted church. Yeah. And there are resources that mm -hmm. we have for that, that it talks, I think Open yeah. Door has a good resource yeah. for the 100 most persecuted churches. Yeah. There's the, uh, the book... Um, it's orange and blue. Oh, uh, Operation World. Operation World. Operation World, where we'll you've, have... you've got all those ways you can pray for countries across the world. Right. So there's things to direct our prayer if we want to make that a part of our daily lives. We've got to stay in the know about these things. So how, how would you stay in the know, Garen? Well, for me, staying, I mean, partly staying in the know is, um, that's part of the reason I actually read uh, I don't just read American news every day because American news almost always just talks about America. If you get on British news, because they had a whole, what did they have? An empire, I guess. 
they have stuff, you know, I don't read a ton of it, but enough that I'll hear about a church got blown up in Nepal or in Sri Lanka, and I never see it on my American newsfeed. Or this happened in Nigeria. Five pastors were kidnapped, 20 women, you know, whatever. And so to me, it's it's I'm intentionally on a news source that I want to know more about what's going globally with the church, and the British news just does that for me. And that may sound really crazy. I don't, it, it just brings up like seven headlines. But when big stuff like that happens, it's on there and I'm aware. So it keeps me knowing like, whoa, that happened. Like uh, probably a lot, not a lot of people know that, that a church was attacked in Sri Lanka about a month ago. Mm. But so it's just trying to, to be aware. To me, the big thing, yesterday was the big, you know, hey, if you don't know this, we need to be aware. That prayer card that we had out for everybody, that's for me the main one. Uh I do keep that in my Bible. I pray every day for that country, but I also know there's a lot of other countries and I'll pray. And just the awareness, you know, when that Sri Lanka thing comes to mind, sometimes I'll pull out, I'll pray for the church in Sri Lanka because I know that church got blown up or I'll, I'll know that happened in Nigeria. So I'll pray for that because just being aware that daily prayer card is for me, my intentionality of knowing that it's, I'm keeping it in front of God and in myself, front of myself. So, and once again, just I'm hearing a lot of intentionality. You're not just turning on the TV and whatever news source is convenient for you. You're just eating that up and not looking anywhere else. Like you are intentionally seeking out sources, talking about news outside of our country that are going to be about things that you want to be praying for. Yep. And it's just, are you going to be an intentional person and do that? And 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 yeah, make yourself aware of all that stuff because that takes extra effort for sure. Yeah. I mean, let me, there's one example of how much the news has helped me that every year, especially in the British news, you'll see this, there is almost always an attack on a church somewhere on Easter. Hmm. It's almost inevitable. Didn't happen this last year though. But what it did is it made me, whenever Easter's coming, part of my awareness of like that week before and of Easter is I actually now pray that God would protect churches globally, hmm. that there wouldn't be an attack. Yeah, and this year it stood out to me because like nothing happened, and it isn't. I'm not saying it's my. It's because of my prayer. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> <You>. <laughs> but that changed. That even affected how I prayed around Easter because I'm like, Lord, please protect believers because somebody right now is probably planning something. Right. And who wants who wants your church blown up on Easter? Right. Yeah. Nobody. I was kind of joking when I said it was because of you, but God hears our prayers, and those things affect. What he what he does, and so if we're asking God for things, would we expect Him to do it? So yeah, it's actually really so. cool. But that's just what awareness does. If you're intentional with awareness, it actually makes you more like sensitive or knowing what's going on, and it does help with the yeah. prayer stuff. You don't just get the normal news cycle of yeah. what we're all talking about here. Last thing is um, to just get engaged with an, an organization that maybe can make a difference. Boots on the ground. There's a resource on our website for this. Lisa's put it there. I think Open Door is one of those. There's another one that you mentioned. I can't remember what it was. But if you want to if you want to engage with your time, with your money, with other things, with other resources, there's ways to do that. And there's a link to it on our website. Is yeah. that right? Yes. Cool. Check Very last out. thing is that we have got to keep the main thing the main thing. And it's so stinking hard. Yeah. That's the main, and that's the main thing. <laughs> and that's <right>? the main thing <laughs> because we so badly want to get caught up in what did you think of this? Or what did you think of this? Or what did I think of this? Yeah. Or how could this be better? Or yeah. Why did they say that that way? But yeah. And you said it, if the police kicked in our door tomorrow and we were all in small homes in our neighborhood or small, yeah, small gatherings in our neighborhoods doing home church, uh, it's not going to matter what the coffee it tastes won't like. Matter. All it's, that disappears. <laughs> or if they have the right donuts this week, that all disappears. 
it is unimportant, right? Yeah. What matters is let's worship Jesus. Let's follow him. Yeah. Let's pray for our neighbor. So what if we what if we follow Jesus with that same intensity and fervor and focus now? Yes. Without having to without, endure persecution. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. And I mean, that's when churches grow. That's when yes. they're healthy. That's right. when people come to know Jesus when the main thing's the main thing. So let's yep. be a church that does that well. And I think we are for the most part. Yeah. I think I, it's just human nature. There's always going to be things that get under our skin a little bit, sure. but I don't know. If I, I feel happy with TABC. There's always room for improvement, but I'm, I think we have a really good group of people here who really want to see Jesus glorified, yeah. and that is the most important thing to them. Yeah. And so let's keep trucking in that way, right? Yeah. And the other thing I love about our body that we talked briefly is, isn't it cool that we have people in our church that we know? So yesterday we talked about these two from China, right? Mm -hmm. I had people coming up to me after service. Were you talking about? And they said their names. And I said, actually, yes. Mm. Like that we know people and we can like be like, I know that person and they're suffering right now. Yeah. Or that Gomer is in our body and she knows exactly what this feels like. Or that, you know, Rochelle was over there and she saw it. And I'm telling you, next time she's back, take her out for lunch. That was one story. She could tell you dozens to just, again, when you hear these stories, your heart goes out. And you're just like, I want to pray more for those people. So mm -hmm. I think it's great that we have access to people. It's not just we show a video and watch and like, oh, yeah, that happened somewhere. But we can actually hear from people. Yeah. That's this, really cool. This really is a special place, man, Emporia, because the nations are coming to us with international students. I mean, we have so much access to international students who are going to then go back to their home countries. We are involved with ministries and people who have come from different parts of the persecuted world and still have access to that. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, this is a cool thing. Yeah. And it's, it feels so insulated on some level because we're here in America and Emporia and we're safe from all that. But you're right. On the other hand, we're right there. Like we have direct contact with a lot of this. Yeah. And a big chance to make an impact for the kingdom if we can really value it in our hearts and not just let it be something we talk about once a year. Yeah. That's so. the goal. Thank you. That it's not just a once a year thing flag we throw up and like, oh, we gave that attention and then we move on. Yeah. How can we get this into our lives and somehow? Um, and it's different with everybody. And like for me, it's that card mainly and the British news. But we just for us to figure out how does that work? How do I be intentional? So, yeah. And do how to keep the main thing the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. And do you think at the end of our lives, we're going to sit there with God and maybe just have like a bird's eye view of our life and just see all of our affections and all the things that we got so worked up about or cared too much about and just be like, man, sorry, God, I really like, yes. I got wrapped up in the wrong yes. stuff. And right. I wish I would have cared more about what you cared yes. about. I feel like that's going to be me yeah. and I don't want it to be. I want to create some of these even more rhythms to be thinking about the church globally because yeah. my heart is so fickle. I feel like whatever's in front of my face is what I care about. Right. And I don't want to be that way. Yeah. How'd the Broncos do today? And talk about persecution. <laughs> I got a bunch of it today in physical therapy. They're all a bunch of Chiefs fans, but we won't go there. Uh, so that's as close as I get to persecution. Is <laughs> living around Chiefs. You said, I think the first thing you said was, there's like the spectrum of persecution. And you said it was like occasional low level resistance. <laughs> and I was sitting next to Matt Hastings and I leaned over to Matt and I was like, Matt, that's what we call the Rams defense. Occasional low level <laughs> resistance he thought that was pretty good that's very <laughs> so, funny. it's tough for us man rams it and is, broncos right? not. but see god is he's showing us that's not where your affection should go so yep. he's 
right. pointing us toward the first community church. So you chief fans, you wish you could be so lucky, but unfortunately <laughs> your team's good. So it eats up all your affection. So we're the real lucky ones. Okay. We've been wasting too much time talking about that, but thank you for chatting about this. Thanks for engaging with this. Um, for real, if you want to engage more, go to the website. There's good resources there to get more involved. Talk to those people who are on stage about um, ways to pray for their interactions with the things that they mentioned. And we want to be a church that cares about that stuff. Yep. So, okay. Right. We'll see you guys. See you, man.